Welcome back to the Elevated Podcast. My name's Nick. I'm sitting here with Mr. Dave Blake. What's happening? Hey, Nick. Nice to be back. Nice to chat. How's it feel to be in the new studio? It's awesome. It's amazing what a space does. It's like one of those simple things that you can control that just makes the whole environment better. But it's awesome. I know that I said it before, but it's like I kind of wanted to emulate the, the Rogan table and TV in the sense that you just have something to look at. You can pull videos up, talk about things, search things, but you're sitting face-to-face. I think that's just neat because you can actually take notes and you have a table in front of you. I don't know why. I thought that was the best podcast setup. seemed the most professional. Oh, it's awesome. Like, as we get better at this, like, if we want to pull someone up, something up on the screen, we have that, you know, we have our laptops, nice, comfortable spot. It makes all the difference. It's awesome. Totally. So, what's uh, what's changed over the last six or seven months for you? For me, yeah. Um, well, you moved out. That it, was a that was a big change. Yeah, you know, yeah. it seems like a lot of time just passed by so quickly, and then that changes how I live my life differently because it's the first time, just been me and Erica. It's the first time that I haven't had someone else, you know, living at the house. One of the kids. You know? Yeah. Even though you're not a kid. Well, I mean. Two weeks ago makes it four years that I've lived in Washington now. Man, that time flies by fast, huh? Yeah, I was only in New Hampshire for two and a half years. That seems like no time at all. I've lived in Washington for a total of five years now. It's a good amount of time. And I don't know, I'm just excited to (laughs) have seen the time pass so quickly and not realized it, I guess. Well, you know, it's interesting, like we talked about in the past about moving or making big decisions, right? I mean, they're scary. And I think the only way to actually make some big decisions when you're not comfortable with it is to just step into it. Because whether it be leaving a job or moving somewhere or, uh, you know, making any type of other, you know, financial decision that's uncomfortable and just major changes in life, like you don't have anything to compare it to. And... All you have is what other people tell you and a little bit of gut instinct of whether or not it's the right thing. I mean, you can write lists and you can look at, you can try to figure it out and, you know, the positives, the negatives, but no one the else upsides. But knows the situation as good as you do. No one does. And the interesting thing, as I would say to you, is it takes time. Like everything takes time. I mean, I went through a divorce. It takes time to really feel okay. You know, that's one thing I would love to talk about sometimes because I know there's guys and, and, you know, women that wonder what it's actually like when you do, when you are in a relationship and then you make that big change, right? Because it's a process, but, you know, moving is a process. If you own a house now, you say it's been four years, it takes time to integrate, Yeah. you know? And I thought coming out here, I was like, geez, I could move more often. What's the big deal? But it is nice to settle in a little bit. It's nice to experience new places, but it takes time. Not, Not just totally. to know where the supermarket is and where your gym is. And I mean, even that, I tried like four different gyms before I found one that was a community of people that I really enjoy. Small gym to. that yeah. you can go to in other states too. Totally. Yeah, I had so many people telling me for the last three, four years that I need to get into real estate immediately following me moving out here. And while there's... Like in hindsight, I look back at prices of homes 
two, three, four years ago and how I probably could have pulled it together and sold my car earlier and made it happen. That wasn't what I needed in life at that point. Living alone after just moving across the country seemed like the worst decision I could have made for my own personal, like, mental health. So. Totally. And I wanted to spend time with you that way, too. You know, be able to hang out and have that sort of experience to see what it's like with you being older. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's situational. There would be, it wouldn't make any sense at that point. And you have to become emotionally um, settled and prepared and it just it takes some time I remember and this seems pretty common with people that 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 move that I've talked to that have that have moved to different places it's like it's easier to talk about well I don't know if this is forever it's easy you keep it right in the space that it's in like this Mm -hmm. is for now this is where this is where I am and who knows what the future brings until you get more comfortable and then you can settle in and say, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is, you know, this is the place, you know. I mean, I still say to this day, I'm not staying here forever, but I'm not necessarily looking back or looking forward to moving back to New Hampshire or anything like that. I'm thinking like Florida. <laughs> and that's, Give me somewhere warm. And that's probably a, a subtle shift, though, too, yeah. where it literally was like, okay, one foot in, one foot out, yeah. where it, maybe I should spe- I should just speak for me. But it was like one foot in, one foot out for that reason with, you know, additional pressure and fear of what you're missing with other people and other people around you happy with the decision and are they getting integrated okay? And I mean, I feel for me, there's a tremendous amount of pressure because I was the catalyst for a lot of people to make those shifts and changes. So it's nice when you see people get settled in. But it's like when I stopped drinking, it was... I was comfortable at the beginning of that process by saying, um, thinking like, I'm not going to drink, but to get really comfortable with it at the beginning, the emotional attachment to not drinking was, I can't believe I don't drink anymore. And then it was like, um, I didn't, you know, and it was like, I don't know how I don't drink today. And then it was like, then it would, then it moved into, oh my gosh. I don't drink anymore and then eventually it just becomes and you become indifferent right you hit the point of indifference where you don't think that you do you don't think that you don't you just don't think about it it's just a change of habit yeah and in the emotional attachment right I think and I think any other major decisions well, like that yeah right? I, I was gonna say like relationships that's that's what the development of you know getting over a relationship is like it it's the same takes thing. many years yeah but eventually you make it to a point where that was just a phase of your life like the person that you were during that was probably not the best version of yourself and you're always trying to become better but at this point now you're a completely different person than you were then simply put yeah and it's and for me i have to be careful not to compare who i am today to how i would respond in a situation in the past like the mis- the mistakes or the don't don't even label it as a mistake. The situation was the situation at the time based on where I was, where my development was, where the circumstances around me were. What you're capable of. What I was capable of that time, yeah. Yeah, so we covered I moved out, bought a house, sold my dream car, obviously so I can get another one in the next few years. Been with Car Key Connect for coming up on a year. It'll be a year and a little over a month, which is kind of crazy because it flew by right yeah feels like the last year has been 
whizzing by. I was actually having a conversation with my buddy Rob the other day, just kind of saying how I've really focused on pushing my comfort zone. It might sound kind of funny, but it's like if you look back over the last year, my birthday, got my first tattoo, and I feel like it was freaking huge. And that was a big thing for me. I remember sitting in that chair being scared shitless. And then following that, you know, I'm in a relationship for six months, a year, and, you know, Sarah and I move in together. That's great. And that's been a new learning experience in and of itself because for the last four years, I've been, you know, kind of independent doing my own thing. So that's been an adjustment living with Megan now relearning what it's like to live with a sibling but now being emotionally strong enough to not let things get out of hand when you have a disagreement but the last year has just been uncomfortable situation after uncomfortable situation just becoming uncomfortable with those challenges you know spending a lot of money putting all your money down on a place and having less than you would like to in terms of feeling secure and just pushing through those those times and acknowledging that more of them is a good thing it it just changes you so it's interesting how it how it builds that an endurance it's always like you know it's like an emotional endurance it's it's more trust and faith in the process and things that are just going to take place and it's going to happen and it's going to be okay but yeah when you look at a year right you were a year ago you were in a relationship for a couple months after years of not being in a relationship and you took a nice amount of time to to you know process things and identify what was good for you and then at the right time in your life the right the right woman came into your life and you have a you know a beautiful relationship but you know a year ago you don't own a home you're working in a different job uh, financially you have you had bills and expenses and things like that but you didn't have the weight of what you carry today and you carry you carry the managing of a business on your shoulders um, you're in a committed relationship where you're living with somebody for the first time in your life, you know, including the situation living with your sister. And I'm just repeating everything you said, but those are massive differences. I mean, it's just incredible how it grows you. And then even in even in your job, what you're managing when you're when you're managing uh, a business and situ in situations and people like you know those things are it it stinks sometimes for me. <laughs> um, to see you go through challenges that are uncomfortable, but it's exactly what what you know brings you forward and propels you forward because all of those experiences are just they're just massive massive growth opportunities, you know, and that's the only way to get it. Like you can read about it, you can listen to a podcast about it, you can do all those. You, you know, you can do the research on it, but just like it's like anything else, like you can write a list and you can identify and talk about it and see what it and, and try to describe what it looks like. But until you're in it, that's really where the growth happens. Right. It's like talking about going to the gym, knowing what exercise looks like, or actually committing to it and doing it. It's two different things. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've been thinking about a little bit more recently was just how much I actually have on my plate and what I do on a regular basis. Like what a typical week looks like for me is I do my best to be at work by 7.30. I'm there no later than 8.30, but I always shoot for earlier. The only challenge I have with myself about getting there early is I always stay to the same time either way. So I tell myself, why am I doing this to myself? But 
I work, you know, till five, six, depends on the day. Go home, work a little bit more. Go to the gym either at lunchtime or after work and then go do homework and probably three, four days a week I might have a little bit of time to play video games or something like that. But outside of that, it's it's work, gym, school, which is in, improving myself financially, physically, and mentally, right? And I'm still thinking to myself, I'm not doing enough. I'm, I'm so focused on improving myself on a day-to-day basis, but in, in a negative way, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not, you know, productive enough. When I tell people everything that I have going on, some people, it, it really depends now, I don't, I don't have as many friends outside of my daily circle um, anymore, but a lot of people will say, like, how are you so busy? Like, take a little bit more time to yourself, but, and you kind of got to acknowledge that there's certain people that don't do the things that you want to do, or have the things that you want to have, or aren't doing, like, going the places that you want to go, so that's acknowledging that there's people that are better and worse fits for relationships have been I mean that's that's something else that's changed a lot over the last year but it, uh, all I'm getting at is it's really interesting to see you know you you look at yourself and you say I'm not doing enough but in the grand scheme of things you're doing more than 95% of other people so it's like what what is the right amount what how self-critical can you yeah, be? Yeah, and I think the self-critical thing that's important to put in perspective is the piece of, about, of recognizing how much you actually are achieving, how much you are growing. I mean, even when we talk about it, you, and I, when I say you, I don't even mean you, I mean just people in general, like myself, right? Like, it's like, you have these dreams and you have these desires and you're working towards it. And I have people say to me similar things like, you're so busy, you got to slow down. It's like, well, first of all, like, I'm enjoying myself. This, mm. is, this is what keeps me alive and engaged. One thing I say to you is stop going to the fucking gym. You do say It's that like to me. six, seven days. I'm like, you got to take care of yourself. I know you don't eat, eat enough to be I gaining told, all the time. Dude, I totally do. Today I had my lunch at 10 a.m. How many I, calories are you eat in a day? Today it was probably t- so far... Two two thousand twenty two hundred. That's like maintenance at best. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, but that. that but you feel, feel good. That I just good. say rest a little bit, give yourself the opportunity to actually <laughs> improve. But regardless, there. It really does set me in a good place. Though. Yeah. Like I don't feel I don't overwork my body. Like I went to the gym today. I know that what I did from a weight perspective and exercise perspective was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know. I well, mean, and that's the difference. It's like, you know, I don't, you don't go there and, every day. yeah, I'm not going there and, you know, um, power lifting or anything like that. I, I, I just, and I, it's, it's good that I do that because my joints, my tendons, you know, I just, I want to stay, I want to stay functional and I don't want to overdo it. But it really, having that habit, it's not even like a, it's not even like a, I wear like a badge of honor that I, that I go. I don't do it for anyone else. I just do it for myself because it does. I feel so shitty. Well, it's therapy. When I don't, it is therapy. It's purely therapy. Yeah. The one thing that's challenged me a little bit and that I've realized after taking a little bit of time off here and there, I think last year I uh, I protested the gym for one whole month. I don't know if it was quite that long. Maybe yeah. I I protested working out for one one month. I was like. 
Fuck it, I'm done. Did you add Carl's Jr. to your regular? That, that was like a regular thing anyways. But what I'm getting at is I took that month off because gyms closed for the second time. Yeah. And I was just, I was livid. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to take a month off because I haven't done this for 10 years. I don't know what the one last time I had done it yeah. was. But after doing some of those things, like taking some time off, yeah, you lose a little bit. But then getting back into the groove feels so good, like, when you had that taken away. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a good idea to take a long time off, but when we went back to New Hampshire over the summer for Uncle Derek's wedding, that week I worked out, I don't know, two or three times. I ate pretty shitty. But when I got back to the gym here and started working out, that was the strongest I had felt in such a long time. I had so much energy and I felt so good. So... You know, it's interesting if I call you and I'll be like, hey, you going to go to the gym? You're like, no, I'm taking today off. You almost answer me in a way like I'm checking in with you. And I'm literally just asking if you're going, <laughs> right? But the answer almost, it, to me, it almost feels like, no, I'm taking a, taking a break. I'm like, okay. I'm just like, it was like a yes or no. Like, Wednesdays if you're going and on, Sundays it's every totally week. It's totally cool. Yeah. Wednesdays and Sundays every week. I was going to go today, but ended up staying in the office until quarter past six so yeah just I think five days is probably four to five days is what I stick to I think five is about where it needs to be the only thing that I would change about what I do on a regular basis is um, walking getting my heart rate up every single day I think is important or at least doing like push-ups sit up something like that that's I found a little I found a little life hack what's that my phone will I'm my my phone, my watch, you know, will let me know that I need to move. So I just lift my arm up in the air <laughs> and it goes I, off. I, I used to go that. like ignore, like ignore because it's not convenient at the moment. So I'll be talking to someone, kind of raise my arm, think it was off. It's like, thank you. That's actually. I weird. mean, I get the concept, you know. Well, no, the the one my phone does it too, or my uh, Apple Watch says time to stand, and I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> I'm standing five minutes ago. Yeah, and you didn't register. Yeah, why don't you why don't you pay attention to how active I really am? Yeah. You know, that that thing's actually funny because it it wants you to have stood for however many hours you sat during the day. Like yeah. have stood during ten hours, like during, not for that amount of time. So it all it needs is one minute. It's like why doesn't it just measure the collective amount of time? Wouldn't that matter a lot more than if you just actually stood up? It's pretty amazing because you know, like, I can't imagine what, what the connection is going to be with the phone, you know, with, uh, with Bluetooth headphones, with glasses, right? You know, you have all of these things now. I mean, we're, I, I love that. I, I don't know if you listened to it, but talked about how much closer we are getting to be, you know, cyborgs. Is this is this cyborg? Yeah. W- yeah. What was that? Was that Elon Musk? I think that was Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Elon and Rogan. Yeah. The, the, the challenge for us right now is is getting the information to the device quick how quickly enough. we can yeah the the challenge is the input our our thumbs our so thumbs, the the inputs yeah. actually slowed down yeah um yeah our, our thumbs are too slow but the quicker that it can get there i mean you know imagine you know have some google glasses i don't even know what like in some instances i like to pre- i like to like use my brain as the muscle and try to remember something or some movie or some particular game or date but it's so easy to google it it's almost like 
sometimes why you know I think it's a detriment to not try to remember we've talked things. about it it's it's resourcefulness it's but it is knowing that you have that resource and you yeah. don't need to memorize these facts I'll go through phases where I'm conscious of what I am and am not remembering and I'll realize like how shitty my memory seems to be. But one thing that I practice is actors. I try to remember actors' names and movies that they're from and remember faces because those are details, right? I do it with cars. I'll remember everything with cars. I think it just comes down to what you're actually interested in. Yeah. One thing I'm always challenged by, this might sound funny, but I actually finally mastered it recently, is where to put the commas when you're writing a freaking address. <laughs> I used to like have to double-check myself. I would get it right, but I, I would always think, like, I don't know if that's that's where it should be. You I, know? Yeah, I had uh, I was listening to Dak Shepard, and he was talking about this. Ha- I, I remember this because I related to it. He talks about when he introduces someone, it could be like, it can be his wife, very close friend, somebody he knows really well. And as soon as he says, hello, I'd like to introduce you to, he goes blank with the name. And I totally understand that. It's interesting. When I know that there's an introduction of two people, I almost, I, uh, often I forget both their names. And I'll literally just say, hey, I'd like to introduce you. And remember one of those names and then they just you know, introduce each other, but it, it causes this like immediate, like thought freeze. It's, it's, it's weird. So when he said that, I could completely relate to it. Yeah, no, I totally get where you're coming from right now. I'm trying to think I'm, I'd like to find a meme, but I don't have the, the browser here, but there, well, there's a specific video. Can you just hit that Google Chrome? Yeah, but it's open on the other monitor across the room. So I gotta get it. So, is there anything anywhere you're going with that though? No, I was just taught. I was just. It's just interesting in, in those in those simple situations. But what I was thinking about when you said things that you remember that are interesting to you, um, when it comes to memory, like movies and things of that nature. There's certain things that I remember that never go away. But I think something I remember is um, is conversations with people. Like if I'm talking to somebody and they express to me some challenge that they're going through. Or, um, you know, something that means a lot to them and they share that with me. I don't forget that stuff. That's something that I, because I'm cued into it and that's just part of my personality. I mean, I specifically remember that this meme exists based off of the image from what you were just saying. So it really is interesting to think about how the mind actually works when, when it comes to navigating towards certain things. I do a much better job of remembering things if I can just actually picture what it looks like. Like, I will visually remember things so much better than just by talking about them. You didn't go to Dale Carnegie, did you? I didn't, no. But did you see this? Do you remember that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Person I just met, their name. Yeah, it's the episode where uh, I'm drawing a blank on their names right now for absolutely no reason. Uh, Mac and Dennis live together in the suburbs... And what happens is, uh, they made some stupid bet and they, that they could live there for like 30 days or whatever. And Mac keeps making the same thing over and over. He just keeps making this mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's his famous mac and cheese. And he just gets, Dennis gets there one day and he just whips it across the room. But the meme is, person I just met, Mac handing it over. And Dennis just whipping it down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's like, 
Yeah, it's it. You're you, the way that you see memes. Sometimes you'll send me stuff. You're like, this is so funny because it connects you right away. I almost think it's like an evolution of understanding memes. Oh my god! Because I'll look yeah. at stuff sometimes. It's a generational I'll, thing. It is. Yes. Thank my, you very much. My it generation. is a generational thing because I'll see stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's kind of funny. I don't know how often or how common it is for my style of humor to align with other people in my generation though because my friends and i we like obviously dark humor and that stuff is hilarious like i mean Chappelle is like you know one of the most dark people you could listen to i guess yeah in, in no, a way. He's, yeah he's masterful but he's, yeah he's, able <laughs> he's to, very good at yeah. it but like beyond that like awkward humor is my favorite thing ever because it like just it has no context it never makes sense you know it's just so sporadic and random those are the things that I really enjoy. <laughs> I think you should yeah, leave some of the stuff. Show. Yeah, some of the stuff you watch, like it literally is uncomfortable watching it happen. <laughs> That's what the office is. That's the thing. Yeah. That's just you know, instead of skits, it's constant Michael screwing up. It's amazing that show now to even think about them trying to produce something like that in today's in today's socially constructed world well they talked about doing a reboot and michael came out or michael uh steve carell came out and said we couldn't do it in today's day and age because the comedy doesn't align with like where people are at socially yeah right yeah is there anything you want to go over before we close up um i just like to say i'm just so excited to actually be able to do this and i'm really looking forward to this next level of how we have this set up and what we're going to do with this and and how this will evolve yeah i'm excited to just see the evolution of it i i really love to get into get it to a point where we can actually record um I, dare i say you know have two to three podcasts come out a week these ones are going to be a little bit more short-winded and i think that's the intention so yeah. it's it's more consumable for whomever is listening and um Everyone that's listening this far, please share. That's how this grows. Please rate. Please, you know, put it wherever. Send it to whoever. If it applies to you, great. We appreciate it. Um, but there's a lot more coming, and we've finally prepared for it. So thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, everybody. Have a great day. See you next time. Peace, love.